0: Huge show today, folks. We're going to be talking about President Biden's trans agenda that he has just laid out for everybody. We're also going to be talking about his ridiculous new oil policies that are going to drive our country into the ground while he's trying to get us to drive somewhere, even though we can't afford to drive anywhere. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about a couple announcements, some things that are going on with Turning Point USA, (TPUSA) Debate Night, Charlie Kirk and Buck Angel, Porn Culture, The Trans Agenda, also tpusa.com slash debate night. Next, the Young Women's Leadership Summit. Make sure you get to that June 2nd to 4th. It's going to be a fantastic event. It's down in Dallas, Texas. You guys love Texas. tpusa.com slash YWLS and use promo code POSO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's stories, the Biden administration is announcing a new trans agenda and thank God I know everyone's been waiting for this. They're adding a new ex-gender to U.S. passports. We'll get into it. Next, President Biden's new plan to curb gas prices is angering drillers. Third, swing state Democrats are now urging President Biden not to drop Title 42, interesting. And finally, perhaps one of the more developed stories that we've been following, the Clinton campaign's emails may be surfacing in a Durham case. All this more ahead, Human Events Daily. The onslaught of state laws targeting transgender Americans and their families. It's simply wrong. And I said last year, especially to our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. The president signed one of the most comprehensive executive orders on LGBTQI rights in history shortly after taking office, and this administration has repeatedly and forcefully called out state legislatures that are advancing legislation that discriminates against trans children and their families. Today, the State Department and Department of Homeland Security announced new steps that will improve the travel experience for transgender Americans. And the Department of Health and Human Services has released new resources for transgender kids and their families to help protect their mental health and ensure they receive the care they need to thrive. Well, you know, I just want to thank President Biden so much for this. You know, at a a time when our country, Americans literally can't afford gas, inflation is through the roof kinetic war in Europe, seeing horrific images every day, but I know that the one thing that Americans have been begging and yearning and pleading for is just some relief. Can you please give us this third gender non-binary option in our passports? Thank you. Thank you, President Biden, and thank you, Biden administration. You are doing the people of this country a great service. No, no, you're not going to be getting any extra benefits. No, no. Your dollar is still going to be worthless. Inflation is still going to go crazy. That's going to run rampant. BlackRock is going to continue buying up the housing infrastructure uh, in this country. So you will own nothing and you'll be happy. But don't worry about any of that. Don't worry about it that because listen to the new plan. Gender neutral airport scanners. By the way, I thought they already were general neutral. Like that's That was the weirdest part of this whole thing when I was looking at the story. That when you go to TSA, I don't remember having, you know, male scanners and female scanners. You go through the same scanner, right? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, we have pre-check, so we still go through the scanner, though, Um Yeah, I I don't even know what that means at this point. X options for passports, flight tickets, and backing sex changes and hormone therapy. President Biden going to war with conservative states with trans equality plan pushing for more teaching in schools. The White House is rolling out a series of new actions and aims to support LGBTQI plus Americans on Transgender Day of Visibility 2022. I don't know what the plus is. Do we know what the plus is? Somebody research the plus and get that one back to me. Biden is sidestepping states that have removed youth resources from their official websites by launching a federal government site instead. See, that's exactly what our founders wanted, by the way. They said when people at the local level decide they don't want their uh, their state to be run in a certain way, we want the power of the federal government from Washington, D.C., coming in and telling everyone how to live, just like they did during the COVID-19 pandemic. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that what we all want? And don't worry. Don't worry. They're not making decisions for you. They're making medical decisions for your children. That's exactly what I want my federal government to be doing without people that we've even elected. You know, there's going to be this whole army of bureaucrats and all of this. By the way, one thing that really doesn't get talked about a lot in when we're talking about these issues um, is the fact that. For for big pharma, this is a massive, massive new industry, right? This is a huge emerging industry. When you're talking about these treatments, and it says right there, they're talking about um they're talking about backing sex changes and hormone therapy, right? Huge industry. There's millions of dollars to be made, potentially billions of dollars to be made. That's why, by the way, in a lot of these conservative states, you are seeing some of them, uh, like Florida, obviously, are passing laws, but you're also seeing other states saying that they refuse to pass laws, states like Utah, states like South Dakota, places that you would consider generally being more socially conservative. So you're thinking, well, wait, why would you know, Utah or South Dakota be against this? Well, it's because of the massive pharma lobby that's behind all of this stuff. That's massive healthcare spending. That's huge amounts of money that goes into this hormone therapy. But of course, we never talk about it from that perspective. We only talk about it from this perspective. Don't worry. Don't worry. At the end of the day, our government is doing the bidding of big pharma, and they are here to help us, and they're here to help all of you. Isn't that nice? Isn't that so much better than us, you know, focusing on economic issues or crime issues and, you know, helping people live in safety, helping people be prosperous? No, 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 no. Corporate handouts military defense handouts. That's the government that we deserve here in the United States of America. No, it it really is something, quite, quite frankly, that when I look at it, I wonder, does President Biden even know what he's talking about when they read this stuff? Last week, a study by the American Psychological Association revealed that over 80% of Americans feel anxious about inflation and the war in Ukraine. I cannot emphasize this enough. It is time to take care of your health. You guys got to be getting sun, you got to go to the gym, and you got to eat healthy, got to get your diet right. And that's why I recommend Field of Greens from my friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. Field of Greens is backed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables loaded with antioxidants. Supports your immune system, your heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Plus, it is pre- and probiotic. And because Field of Greens uses real organic fruits and vegetables, there's no mixing and matching the pills. You just put one scoop in a glass of water, stir, you're done. Here is the best part. It tastes great and Brickhouse makes this available in multiple flavors. Go to BrickHousePoso.com and get 15% off your first order with promo code POSO. They also just released a new health bar version that is delicious. There's no more excuses for not eating healthy. Go to BrickHousePoso.com. I mean, under my plan, which is before the Congress now, we can take advantage of the next generation of electric vehicles. That a typical driver will save about eighty dollars a month from not having to pay gas at the pump. Well, there's President Biden telling us all that we can save eighty dollars a month, a whole eighty dollars a month, guys, if we just buy an electric car. 80 grand, fifty-five grand. I know you've got it lying around there. Well, just go ask your buddies at BlackRock for another cash infusion. If they don't have it, just go check with the money printer at the Fed. Oh, wait, you don't you don't have access to that because Remember, you're not the ones closest to the king. The ones closest to the king are the ones who get the gold. You're not one of the ones closest to the king, but he doesn't understand how any of this works. By the way, I listened to that clip. If he's talking about you're saving $80 a month, I guarantee you, by the way, the the way this White House works, they're basing that off of the current average price of gas. So if you're saving $80 a month based on the current average price of gas, then if gas goes down you're probably not going to be saving anything by switching to an electric car. But that doesn't matter because all the companies that are involved in the supply chain of building the electric cars, which, oh, by the way, how many of those precursors are rare earth elements that come from China? So thank you very much. Those are the ones who all benefit from this. And all of those are, of course, donors to President Biden's campaign. But there's another series of steps that he's taken talking about um, making oil companies, American oil companies, pay fees on wells from leases that they haven't used and on acres that they are, quote, hoarding without producing as part of a plan to respond to Putin's price hike at the pump. He's also talking about, real, and of course, you've all heard this one, releasing 180 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Okay, I want to take those two things and break them down for you because you hear this White House say, again and again and again they use this as a talking point. They've got 9,000 permits. They've got 9,000 leases. Why don't they just do the drilling? Why don't they just use the leases they already have? Do you really think, like explain this to me. Do you really think that an oil company, have you ever heard of the energy industry before, that an oil company is going to be sitting there saying, "You know, we don't want to drill that oil. We're going to leave it in the ground and then um and we're going to do nothing." Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, and somehow we'll make money off of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it in the hole there. We, uh, no, 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 we know it's there. We've got the rig and the workers. We're just going to leave it down there in the ground. We're not going to touch it. Yeah, that's not how that works. You have to bring something to market to sell it so that you can make money. What's happening is, is that get, it's not as simple as getting a permit, right? If you actually talk to somebody in the energy industry, they could explain this to you. Uh, But instead, you get these politicians who run around talking like that. Sure, you can get a lease, you can get a permit. But did you get your environmental approval? Did you get your studies done? Did you get your local approval? Did you get all these other level uh, things checked off for your approvals to be able to actually drill that? Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, you didn't do that, did you? Oh, you don't have that yet. Oh, now you're getting sued by the federal government by, wait a minute, who runs the federal? Oh, right, the Biden administration. So you're being sued by the Biden administration's EPA to prevent you from having access to the oil that you do have, obviously do have a lease from. But then this is amazing. He's saying that he's going to put fees on the wells that he's the one not letting them actually drill. That's absolutely astounding. But it just goes to show you, and I said this yesterday, I'll say it again today, the American people, whether it comes to war propaganda or now in this case, energy propaganda, we are North Korea. They are treating you like North Korea with the amount of lies and then the media just turns right around and says the exact same thing, they don't actually tell you how any of this stuff works. So you can remember the last thing you heard and the last thing you heard was, oh, there's these 9,000 permits out there, so it's the oil company's fault, right? They don't provide any information. They don't actually interview somebody. I went to oilprice.com and it popped right up. See all of it right there. But you've gotta to go to someone who's actually working in the field to explain how any of these things work. That's number one. Number two, Strategic Petroleum Reserve. (sighs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is not there to lower the price of gas. That's not the point. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve is there in case of emergency, in case of warfare, in case of natural disaster. That's why we have that. President Trump, by the way, to his credit, right, like him or not, when gas prices were essentially trading negative a few years ago, he went to Congress and said, hey, we should restock the SPR. We should buy a bunch of this oil because it's super low right now. Let's restock this thing. Let's get it all the way up at the super low price. The Democrats blocked it. If he had done that back then, we would be standing to make, the U.S. government would actually have turned a profit of billions of dollars because of where the price is now. Have you ever even heard of the U.S. government ever turning a profit on anything before? But that was the idea. And that's the difference because when you come in with somebody who's got a business mindset, who actually understands assets and raw power versus somebody who's got this political, uh, you know, liberal arts poetry mindset that doesn't even understand basic math and basic, basic things like supply and demand. That's what we've got now, folks. And these fools will blunder us into even more trouble. Look, guys, I got to tell you, Tanya Tay, my wife, has done it yet again. We just had the most amazing dinner the other night. T-bone steaks, some of the juiciest and most succulent that I've ever had in my life. Tastes like something that you would go out and get at one of those big chain steakhouses or, you know, when you're down on the farm, something like that. I said, where did you get this? She, She said, I believe it or not. It was good ranchers. We're still working off of our first good ranchers case that came to us. This thing, it's a, and they pack so much into one of these cases. You don't have to get it again and again and again. What is it? Good ranchers has 100% American meat sourced from local farms. The beef is prime and upper choice, high quality, ribeyes, T-bones, New York strips, signature steak burgers, wagyu burgers. The chicken, it's pre-trimmed, pre-marinated, absolutely even easier to prepare than anything you've seen. This is actual, I'm telling you guys, seriously, steakhouse quality with good ranchers. Take all the guesswork out of it. They send you exactly what you need. So it's so, so, so easy. What do you do? Go to GoodRanchers.com POSO, use promo code POSO, you get 30% off, and by the way, free express shipping. So you understand, obviously, you're getting a whole case of this, so you want the free shipping. So make sure when you go to GoodRanchers.com, you're using promo code POSO. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. My priority has been to make sure that we have a secure and orderly and humane process at the southern border. And I'm really concerned that the Biden administration right now, they do not have a plan in place to deal with this. And, you know, hospitals and border communities are, they're really spread thin. I mean, and and the nonprofits are overwhelmed right now. So I want to make sure that Arizona, that we do not pay a price for uh, the failure in Washington, D.C. Well, there you have it from Senator Kelly, Democrat, of course, from Arizona, a key swing state. Now, he's up for reelection this year, and that's one of the reasons that he's trying very hard to tack back to the Senate. Remember, Arizona is predominantly a red state. Um, they've had, obviously, a lot of influx From California over the years, there are a lot of pockets of purple, a lot of pockets of blue, but keep in mind, it's still Arizona. So Senator Kelly, as a Democrat, is really trying to drive this home. Also, obviously, Arizona being a border state, this is something that is a huge, huge issue for them. So we talked about Title 42 yesterday. Remember, Title 42, I I don't like calling it that. It's what it is. It's the Public Health Migration Order. So it's a moratorium on migration during the pandemic. That's what Title 42 is. And so President Biden, and we've now seen the reporting, reporting has been confirmed that the restrictions may be lifted in late May of this year. So we're now heard it it from Mark Kelly. We're hearing it from Senator Kristen Sinema. And we are also hearing it from New Hampshire Senator Maggie Hassan. They're saying we need to address this. There's gonna be a steep increase. This is gonna be a huge problem. Um, obviously it's a problem certainly because of the pandemic, but it's also a problem in general, because as we're seeing it right now, the numbers right now, we talked about it yesterday, over a hundred thousand per month, hundred thousand. And it's on the rise. So now it's hitting 150,000. Um, Drew Hernandez, by the way, over on Frontlines had a whole exclusive about this. So by the way, go check that out. He's got the specific numbers. He says the numbers that they're telling us that they're reporting on are actually lower than what the true numbers are. We could be hitting somewhere like 200,000. The town I was from outside of Philadelphia didn't have 200,000 people. We didn't even have 100,000 people in it. And if we're getting that many people in per month. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for any sovereign nation anywhere in the planet to be able to handle that just in terms of infrastructure, just in terms of your educational, your medical resources. You can't do that. And again, this is another thing where we're told again and again to focus on, you know, all the billboards around the country. Stand with Ukraine. Stand with Ukraine. Stand with Ukraine. Stand with Ukraine. All right. And I don't want the war to be going on in Ukraine. I'm a pro-peace guy. I'm an anti-war guy. I don't think that's the right answer for anything. But I also, when I look at this stuff, I say, what's happening to the people that are directly in my own community? When I'm looking at the United States government, your job as the U.S. government is not to take care of all the problems that are raging throughout the world. Saudi Arabia and Yemen have been at war for eight years. There's a civil war going on in Ethiopia, right? 500,000 people killed in Ethiopia in the last 16 months. won't hear about that. No billboards for that one. So let's talk about the people that you're elected to represent. And so you know what? Kudos. I'm just going to go out and say it. Kudos to every single one of these people for playing it down the middle and for putting party aside and saying, you know what, this is something that actually matters to us. This is something that matters to our people. And by the way, cinema specifically, you got to hand it to her. She has been doing this on vote after vote, has been taking these stands. And remember, of course, this is, you know, the former state of Senator John McCain, who was known for, you know, this kind of maverick, um, you know, stance. That was sort of the moniker he tried to give himself. When in reality, what John McCain was doing as a senator was going around starting wars in places like Libya and Syria and really Ukraine. You know, if you look at the coup and if you look at everything that he was doing over there in 2014, so much of what we're seeing now in Ukraine is because of what John McCain did. So thank God that the current senators of Arizona are not acting like that. And thank God that they are doing the right thing for their state, albeit reluctantly. So we'll see if they actually are able to be effective or whether they're just playing lip service to this whole thing because we know of course, Kelly's in a re-election year, Kirsten Cinema, we know she has higher aspirations. Does she want to be President of the United States? I guarantee that she absolutely does. And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. By the way, they've been coming after me again lately in case you might have noticed. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. So that was Secretary of State Hillary Clinton talking about what she called conspiracy theory back when all this got started. Well, thanks to the great work of Technofog. And if there's any substack that we promote here at Human Events Daily, it's Technofog. Go and read him Understand what he's doing. He's breaking this stuff down in ways that nobody else is. So he's got up now the new transcripts that are going on in the Durham case, specifically against this guy Sussman, Michael Sussman, the former lawyer for Perkins Coie, provided false statements in the Alpha Bank trial, right? And so, without getting into all of the Alpha Bank stuff, we can talk about more about what the latest developments are. The hearing. So this is from Technofog. The hearing related to Sussman's efforts to dismiss his indictment, with the defense alleging that his alleged lies were not material. The court looked on that argument with skepticism, and rightly so, as the issue of materiality is typically a question for the jury. Sussman's lawyers did him no favors by admitting it was a closer call on whether the government's arguments of materiality should be presented. So they're arguing, arguing, arguing. But hold on, because here is the juicy part. The special counsel is in possession of a number of documents from the Clinton campaign, Rodney Jaffa and Hillary for America. There is a fight over whether some of those documents are privileged. The special counsel provided one example, stating that the Clinton campaign is putting out bogus claims of privilege over the communications of Rodney Jaffa. These are likely to fail. The Clinton campaign was not copied on these emails, and there very well might be a crime fraud exception to any of the privilege, because we're talking about... um, attorney-client privilege here, because Jaffa was not providing legal advice to him. just because he's a lawyer, if you're not providing legal advice, right, if that's not a client, then that's not privileged communications. Fusion GPS is also trying to keep their document secret. They've tried these types of abuses of privilege before in a civil case. And previously, it's been discussed why those efforts were bound to fail, perhaps most notably from Fusion GPS. They've admitted they were doing political work and not subject to privilege. Fusion GPS cannot now claim that they were performing legal or litigation work or any of that. It was obviously political. The entire thing was political. So understand what we're looking at here. In this case, they're actually investigating, finally, after five years, six years since it actually happened, what went on with Fusion GPS, the Clinton campaign, these intermediaries, these legal firms, and not only the dossier. right? That's one side of it but also look back at the cyber side. That's what this is all about. It's all about cyber. They lied and faked communications between the Trump Tower and a Russian bank. They created it. They spoofed the data, right? Remember, trust the data, trust the data, follow the data. They faked the data. They made it up themselves, right? It's like that Jonathan Frakes thing. It's a fake. It's false. It's an urban legend that we made up. So the other question then is, if they had the technical capability to do this, what other data did they fake? And we also know that the Durham investigation is now looking into the actual DNC hack itself, the genesis of everything here. So the question remains, was that data faked and then used to blame a foreign adversary? Well, that's all the time we have for Human Events Daily. Remember, I promise our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. And of course, your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends. And leave us your five-star review on Apple, Spotify. What did we talk about today? The Biden administration announcing the X gender in these passports and all of the new handouts for Big Pharma. Second, President Biden's new plan to curb gas prices, angering drillers. Also, It's insane. Third, the swing state Democrats are urging President Biden not to drop Title 42. And finally, the Clinton campaign emails may surface in the Durham case. So we've got a lot going on this week. I want to make sure that you guys are getting these episodes. You're sharing them out with your normie friends. Little announcement just from myself. It's something that I applied for quietly because, you know, I didn't want it to be this big thing. I didn't want to make any announcement, but I have been accepted for Mission to Mars Uh, with Elon Musk and with SpaceX. So I don't know how many more episodes of Human Events will be able to do or if I'll be able to do that from the surface of the red planet itself. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.